we are short on test caps experience. ANZ has produced, to some degree, inconsistency of performance. It's not a challenge that Nolene can't overcome, you know. Um, someone that came in and turned the ferns around to win a World Cup, well, I don't think there'd be many doubters, put it that way. Maddie Gordon, to me in that final, she looked the freshest out there. She just was gone all day, so yep. I think she'll get a lot of court time. She's fit and we know she's fast. Like if Aaliyah had been playing for the Stars on Sunday, what would the difference have been? She's got the height, she's got the smarts. And her volume every game, she's shooting. Big volume. Sam Windows has always played really good tests against the Australians, always. So if they make the final, I don't think you'd see Phoenix and Sulu together after the way they've played together the last five weeks. I'm going Manu. She knows how those, those players play. No mai ki te hōtaka o te poi tara fiti kiwi. I'm Bridget Tunnicliffe. The ANZ Premiership is done and dusted, the Silver Ferns are about to go into camp and a Commonwealth Games team will be named on the 27th of June. Trying to predict who is going to be in that side is harder than it's ever been, but we'll give it a go. And to help me do that, I'm joined by former Southern Steel stalwart Wendy Fru and the newly appointed New Zealand men's coach Dion Tefetu. Kia ora korua. Wendy, I, let's just touch on that ANZ grand final over the weekend. The Pulse blitzed the Stars. How about that Pulse defence? It was like they completely choked the Stars. Oh, I thought the Pulse defence was outstanding. They really brought their A game in the final and I think throughout the whole season the defence for the Pulse have been, has been really strong. So the Stars didn't really have any answers for it so they'll be really disappointed but in saying that, the Pulse put out a really clinical 60 minutes. Um, Maya Wilson's volume was really low in the final, and you know she was starting to build her game up and, and shoot some and good volume. I think she was 21 from 25, so for her that's pretty low. And yeah, we just seen a really slick performance from the Pulse team. They won every quarter, and and they really took the stars out of the game in every year of the court. Yeah, I was genuinely expecting a game that was going to go down to the wire. Uh, Dion, what is it about McCausland Jury's coaching? She's just enhanced her coaching credentials yet again, right? Yeah, Vet. Um, look, she's done her time, right? Um, she's got a long history in, in grassroots netball, and um, she's also had her own successful netball academy. And I think those learnings and skill sets um, for a Vet have set her up to succeed at the top level. She really understands how to pull a group together, and um, she'll bring the right people on to, to make that happen. And, and quite... Um, I guess quite similar to what Ruth used to do back in the day. You know, she wasn't afraid to to bring the right people in, and it, and it really worked for her as well. Um, she's an amazing communicator. She creates loyalty, and um, she aims for perfection. Um, you know, she's innovative. Watching a lot of teams this year, I think just about every single team was playing um, box defense. It was like cookie-cutter sort of mentality when it came to D. And, and to Wendy's point before, you know, Yvette took that, but she tweaked it because a lot of the teams were used to playing against a box defence and, um, you know, Yvette just tweaked it and, and um, they just, like Wendy said, they just suffocated the Stars and, and took them out of the game. And the Mystics had a spluttering into the season, the defending champions, and I have to replay a clip from an episode back in early April. Dion, you're laughing. <laughs> the Mystics were looking unstoppable, and I asked you if they had any weaknesses, and you must have had a crystal ball, because let's have a listen. We'll just go back to round one, right? So I, I think I think that exposed their biggest weakness, and that is if Grace isn't on the court. 
you know, wh- wh- how much confidence does she instill in that team? Um, how much easier does she make it on the whole team when she is out there on the court? So I, I don't think there is a weakness. I think their weaknesses, if anything, would be their bench. And I don't, I'm not saying that they've got weak players on the bench, but if Grace, and I, I dearly hope she doesn't, Touchwood gets injured, I think the effect psychologically that that would have on that team would be would be quite big. That's quite eerie, <laughs> listening back to that. Um, Dion, I mean, when, when Grace got injured, I think people were surprised at how much the Mystics suffered, but the psychological effect probably played a part in it too, right? Yeah, plain and simple, it did. Um, Grace, if you're listening, I, I did touch wood, so don't don't blame me. But, um, you know, yes, but they've also had uh, ample opportunity in, in games when Grace was back where they had big leads and they could have put their, their um, bench people on to, to get that experience and, um, and feel the pressure. And more importantly, like psychologically, but also for the feeders to get used to bringing that ball to the circle wedge consistently instead of, you know, um, having that luxury of being able to bomb it in from distance. And saying that, um, you know, I think um, Namana played really well. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I was just blown away by um like they'd be in tight games and, and she'd get taken off and oh it, it was that game against the, the game against the pulse yes. and they were down only by four namana who was one of the best on court in their first half and yes. uh when H- helene took her off I, I didn't get it yeah look a lot of people didn't and and the smart thinking would be this right namana has been here all year training against the pulse and it showed because she was handling whatever was coming at her. Um, so she's used to that pulse defense. I mean, they play each other, you know, once a week. Why would you take her off the court? And and so, um, you know, I guess, you know, psychologically, when I say this effect it had on the team, it also had an effect on the management staff as well, I feel. So it's a shame. It was a shame. Yeah. I think they all felt a lot of pressure over those weeks. Um, the Pulse this morning, um, they've got the recruitment season under the way, um, announced their full sign for next year. The biggest talking point is Malawian international Joyce Mvula has been signed on. Um, Wendy, I guess as soon as they knew that they were going to lose Alia Dunn, they knew they needed to recruit a high-volume, accurate shooter, and New Zealand doesn't have tons of those. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, good on them for looking elsewhere and, and getting a good quality player in. I'm not sure what happened with Alia, but I think she's a really big loss for the Pulse. I think she's been so, so impressive in their most outings, you know, her volume's high, her shooting percentage is high. What I like about the Pulse, I've got the lineup sorted already for two, 2023. I think when you've won a championship, it's important to, you know, get that strong team players and, and a few solid training partners also. So I think they've done really well recruiting and and getting proactive and getting it done nice and early. Yeah, they've that, still got a solid core there, eh, Wendy? Like, um, you know, yeah. Mvula will will add to that. She's, you know, she's been shooting at 91%. Um, she's 185 tall. So from what I've seen of her, she, she likes to hold and, and ask for that high ball, but there's no way she's going to get away with that um, playing in New Zealand. So I think Yvette... Um, we'll be looking at that and, and working working out how um, you know she can add to her her game with you know creating a bit more of a moving mm. circle. But she's she's strong player. I think she's a really good pickup. Um, Aaliyah is a huge loss um, both on and off the court. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where she ends up. I think we'll find out shortly. 
Maybe the mainland. You Who know, knows? I'd say, I'd say it'll be the mainland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Let's move to the silver ferns. So earlier this week, twenty-seven silver ferns trialists were named. They head into camp next week, and the following Monday, a team will be named for the Commonwealth Games. Sadly, Karen Berger was not named due to injury. Just the latest blow to the side. I spoke to coach Dame Nolly Todua after the group was named. And she was pretty frank about the challenges they face and lack of test caps among the current playing group. Let's take a listen. So, you know, you can't replace uh, that type of expertise and experience and also knowledge as to what's required at a pinnacle event. You look, it's, it's going to be different. It does make things really difficult. Um, just means that we have to work really hard and smartly. I mean, you've had, like, all these things are just out of your control. Pregnancies, people coming back Mm. from babies, injuries, people coming back from injuries, people coming back from COVID, which can set people back a little bit as well. Do you see winning gold in Birmingham is going to be tougher than winning gold in Liverpool? Yeah, look, um, I would, at this moment, I would say yes. Mm. Um, and I've been quite honest uh, with people within Netball New Zealand that I think it's going to be tough for us even to actually make the grand finals. Um, I know the calibre and have been tracking players over in SSN and also in Vitality Cup. So, you know, we've done a lot of analysis work on where players are at, but also in comparison to where we are at and, as you mentioned, experience. Um, I do feel that um, grand finals or getting to that stage is going to be difficult. What I am excited about or very confident is uh, the planning and um, the analysis work that we have done as a silver fern management team. We're very clear on the recipe for success. You know, we'll see next week as to where individuals sit and the ingredients that they're going to provide Um, Are you going to push the final last chance saloon yo-yo test as far back into next week as you can? Yeah, I am. Look, um, I'm open on this. And, um, you know, out of the 27 players that we do have, there are currently five uh, who have not uh, met the yo-yo standard. So we will push as much as we can um, to try and get as many players through. But probably from where I see players at the moment, um, some of them are really low. So, you know, unless a miracle is going to happen, then we will look long term for the build up for Netball World Cup. It feels like you're working with a pretty complex jigsaw puzzle here. Is this going to be one of, I guess, the more complex teams you're going to have to pick? Yes, it is. Mm. Um, definitely. And it is complex, mainly around just we are short on test caps experience. ANZ has produced to some degree inconsistency of performance. So um, we've taken a different approach in really looking at the strengths of individuals and marrying that up with the game plan or the game style. So it is very complex, but I'm very confident by the work that we've done. And now I'm just waiting to see who will stand up. So I guess a bit of a reality check there from Nolene. They've lost over 450 test caps since the World Cup. More recently, they've lost Jane Watson, now Karen Berger from the defensive end. Massive question mark over Emilia and Ignacio. Will she be fit in time? Wendy, any way you look at it, the Silver Ferns are going to be up against it in Birmingham. 
Yeah, they are going to be up against him. And as we heard, Noel says she's just up front about it. There's no excuses. It is what it is. And saying that, I still have um, a huge amount of respect for Noel's, and I think she'll pull whoever's in that 12 together and they'll, they'll win a gold. Um, she's experienced. She is, she's said in the interview she's been doing, doing a lot of work behind the scenes and they'll leave no stone unturned leading into that competition. So I'm excited to see where they go, what they select, um, and in terms of the fitness, and, and she talks about the yo-yo. I mean, that, that standard's been around for two, three years now, so it's a reasonable target that players have got to hit, and if they can't hit it, um, I think it's great that she sticks sticks to her word and they're not available for selection. So it's, it's um, so a lot of people say it brutal, but if you're playing international level um, at a Com Games or a World Champ, you've got to be running, you've got to be fit, and you've got to last the whole tournament, the huge huge tournaments on the body and and you've got to be in good nick to, to last and perform in that final in that final minute. So I think it's exciting. I can't wait to see um, the progress for next week and, and where they go with it all. Dion, the way she talks about the fact she's been tracking players from the ECCN and UK Vitality League for the last two years, I mean, the data collection alone must be insane, but she's so methodical. She's always got a plan. Yeah, um, it's probably, having sp- spoken with Nolan a couple of times, it's probably Debs that's more been um, doing the analysis work on um, on what's been going on over there. Um, and she'll be just feeding it um, in basic terms back to Nolene um, about what's going on and who's doing what. I do also have faith. I think um, losing that many caps is... is um, you know, it's, it's a big blow, and I think Curran was probably the icing on the cake, really, um, f- mm. for them. But... Um, yeah, it's um, it's not a challenge that Nolene can't overcome. You know, um, someone that came in and turned the ferns around in, in eighteen months to win a World Cup. Well, you know, I'm, I don't think there'd be many doubters. Put it that way. So the Com Game side has been named on Monday week and going by what she said, the trials are going to tell her a lot. The gates are pretty wide open. Um, I've asked you to pick five from each third. It sounds like they will, they're likely to name three reserves and I can't narrow it down to four each third. So let's go with five. Let's start with the shooters. Wendy, have you got a five there? I've only picked four, mate. Oh, I've, wow. I haven't listened to you. <laughs> Straight to it. I'm just... I, Go I'm for being it. Brutal. I'm just... I'm picking my four. Yeah. Um, I'm picking the four players that I feel will be there. Got Tapai, Grace, Aaliyah and Tiana. That's me. Wow. Dion, what, what are yours? Well, I've got I've got Grace and then I've bracketed um, Maya and Aaliyah. Um, I hope Amelia-Ann nails that. That yo-yo, yeah, they, but, they need her. Yeah. Oh, oh, for me, if she passes the yo-yo, she's in. Yeah. That, like no question. Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely yeah, no question. Yeah. She she's like ranked first. Yeah. I think they'll take Bailey, regardless, because she can play goal shoot, and and she's proved that before. You know, she can she can park up there, and and she's got that holding ability in particular, her vertical. Um, and I've got oh geez, I've just lolly scrambled everyone here, but um. You know, looking at Tapaya, I think depending on, you, know, you listen to Noel's talking about a recipe, is Tapaya in that recipe? And I, th- I think I think she well could be. So sorry, not much help. But uh... <laughs> Well, Tapaya has had, um, I saw stats a couple of weeks ago, and she's had her best accuracy this yeah, year. Yeah. She took on a massive work- workload, 82%. That's her best shooting accuracy since she debuted in 2011. So yeah. she's put herself in a good position. And I, I think... Okay, let's say Ekanasio 
doesn't pass the yo-yo, then then they are seriously lacking experience, right? And so that to me opens total really opens the gate for TP or Bailey and Bears. Yep. And the other aspect of that, if Echinacea is not available, uh, there's a, I think there's a close battle there between Dunn and Wilson. But Dunn has got four test caps. Wilson's got something like 27. And we are that, that's why I think Wilson might edge Dunn because we, we're going to be so light on test caps if Echinacea is not there. Yeah, um, I agree with you to a certain point. But then I look at, like, if Aaliyah had been playing for the Stars on Sunday, what would the difference have been? Was it more than mid-court, though, that couldn't get it to to Wilson? Or was it Wilson? Or a bit of both? She wasn't available. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I think I think she was she was missing, you know, like she should mm. have been holding higher. You're playing against people like, uh, you're playing against a person like Kelly. You've got to hold her. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I shouldn't be giving away my Cadbury, uh, my Cadbury <laughs> means. But, you know, you've got to hold her high up in the circle and, and make her guess which way things are, things are going to go. And, and Maya just... Um, did the same thing I think I feel the, the whole game mm. and to your point someone who's got that many test caps she should have been doing more mm. should um, know. yeah should know that's a finals like you know you've been around a, a long time you should be able to change your game through the quarter yep. or the coach should be a message at the break and you should be like boom I'm going to change this up but yeah for me um, she's she's just too inconsistent I think and mm. I think yeah she's got more caps I, I mean I don't know if Dan will even hit the fitness target but I just, yeah, I just I'm think Aaliyah is a triple threat for me. You know, she, she's got the height, she's got the smarts, she can yeah. move, and she's incredibly strong. And let's face it, she can shoot. Yeah. And her volume every game, she should Big volume. You know, a huge volume, yeah. Yeah. But then and, um, you, you look at this shooting group and then you think back to when the likes of, I mean, you know, I'm probably pushing the boat out a bit far here, but you think about the, when the, we had the likes of Irene playing, those goal attacks were taking three shots a game in international tests. The Belinda Collings, um, that, that, you know, they, were, they had a wicked mid-court, you know, um, but their mid-court had a high turnover rate. But all they knew, what they needed to do was just get the ball to Irene. And I think, you know, the reality is now your goal attacks in New Zealand have to shoot more volume. Mm. And I think if Tapia's on, she's on. Yeah. Yep. Or Grace Wickie's at the back and we just biff it. <laughs> well, I don't think we'll get away with that against the likes of Australia because they'll... they'll nah, that's, um, yeah. they're too smart. They'll get on her body and, yeah. and confuse yep. the space. The one thing that I really think does give us an advantage with Wiki is that the um, Australian and English and Jamaican defenders have barely, or not at all, yep. marked her, right? Yep. She's had like two test caps. And that's a really good weapon for us, I reckon. If she really hits her straps, and um, they can analyse all the videos, but they haven't got the feel for Wiki. So that's something in our favour. Yeah, yep. Um, and and I agree with you. But then those players, that you know, they're playing against the Janelle Fowlers week in, week out. You know, they're, they're playing against the big tall shooters that are an abundant overseas. Um, and I like, I honestly think the Jamaican defenders they would give Whoa. give Grace what for yeah. um, aerially. Um, and and not to mention the physicality. Now, Grace can handle the physicality. I've seen that, but after a while, it does get to. And if you look at the Cadbury series last year, you know um, when Victor was playing uh, against her, Ooh, she, she, she was he was grabbing. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but it was good for her. It was good for her. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and um, <laughs> you know you play to the umpires, eh, Wendy? <laughs> yeah, man. That's the one. So um, and she she did start to get a bit upset, but to her credit. Um, you know, 
whilst she did show it on her face, she kept playing and she kept playing hard and she kept putting the goals in the hoop. So... Okay, we need to move to the midcourt, the problematic <laughs> midcourt. There's 11 players in the mix. For me, I feel like Gina Crampton and Shannon Saunders should be lock-ins. Yep. But who the heck is the starting centre? Is it Claire Kirsten or one of the young guns, Mila Rulia Buchanan, Maddie Gordon or Kate Heffernan? What are your thoughts, Wendy? Yeah, I've got Gina, Shannon and then my other two are Maddie and Sam Winders. Oh, I like that. Maddie Gordon. Yep. Yeah, and since you said five, I've trapped my reserve in a recomp boy. Yeah. Well, the, if they're taking three extra uh, players. Dion, what about you? Yeah, um, I've got Gina, Shannon. I've got Kimmy, Sam Winders. Sam Winders has always played really good tests against the Australians, always. Yeah. My key um, player for this t- for the midcourt for the Ferns this year would be Maddie Gordon. Mm. Maddie can run wing D, centre, wing attack, all just as effectively. You know, there's no gap in her game in all three of those positions, and I think, mm. you know, she's, she's a young gun, she's up and coming, she has low turnover, she has high turnover when she's playing defence, you know, against the opposition. She's, I think she's the key to that midcourt. Mm. Maddie Gordon is just so fearless. Like, she attacks the game. Like, even when she's on defence, she's attacking the game. And um, I like that I like that you've included Sam Winders. The quad series in January, it appeared as though Nolene was um, edging towards Cardin Berger at wing defence. But I wasn't sure where that left Winders because Winders really stamped her mark on wing defence last year and she mm. won the Silver Ferns player award last year so yep. I wasn't sure where that left Winders and the thing I love about Winders is that she's never intimidated by the Australians or by yep. anyone she just doesn't she doesn't give a crap who you are she yep. just goes for it yep. <laughs> and that's what I see in Maddie as well yes yeah um I think, I think at that go Wendy oh I think at that level with Sam I I think she has to be in it one day I think her feeding yep. at, at international level isn't up to standard um, she can get away with it in the New Zealand comp but I think she has to be if she's on it has to be in that wing defence yep. role for the for the friends and Maddie Gordon as you said down wing attack centre wing D she's I think it's um, she's had a remarkable season I think her being out for that month or however long it was I think that's actually going to be beneficial because to me, in that final, she looked the freshest out there. She just was gone all day. So yeah. I think she's going to bring a lot of life. She'll get a lot of court time. And, yeah, she'll just run out games because she's, she's had that wee break. She's fit, and we know she's fast. And, she's yeah, she's strong. Yep. I think um, a lot of people will be saying Mila. She's she's had a great season, and she's a real work, workhorse. But, but for me, I don't really see X Factor. But yeah, she's a hard worker. Agree. Yeah, I just... I, I still come back to Kimmy over Mila, but that's just my opinion. OK, let's go to the defensive end. Kelly Jury, shooing at goalkeeper. Tick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Su- yep. Sulu, her leadership. Is that a tick for everyone? Yep. 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 Goal defence. Now, this is a tricky one. Uh, it's such a crucial role, you know, trying to shut down a Gretel Tipper or a Helen Housby. Who is the best place to do that? Is it a Christiana Manua? Is it a Phoenix Karaka? Kate Burley or a Kayla Johnson? Dion, who are you edging towards? Um, if we're talking Australian specifically, I'm going Manua because she's had experience in that competition. You can't you can't buy that. You know, she knows how those those players play. She's um you know, she's proven this year that she can combine and um, combine with Kelly and be really effective. Um, you know, she's um she's still 
her penalty count has has reduced significantly since coming back and playing in New Zealand. But I just think, you know, you can't you can't buy that. You know, someone who's felt it and lived in it for three three years or however long she was in the competition over there. Wendy, who would you pick in? Uh, who else would you pick in that defensive end? Yeah, I had um, Kelly Fitzpatrick, as we've just said. I've, I've mm. had Manoa in there because um, Dion's just covered it all. I think she's a very physical player. You could see some of the Kiwi goal attacks getting frustrated with her <laughs> defensive style because it's so strong. Yeah. For me, her work on as attack, she loses far too much position for a goal defence. So I'm sure Auntie Nels will sort that out with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other one I picked is Phoenix. I, thought, I don't think you can go past her. I feel Phoenix and Sulu had a pretty quiet ever since Grace was out with the yeah, it, it was like they it was interesting eh yeah right down that defensive end like yeah it was unusual mm, I feel like they'll be looking back disappointed in their performance because you know Grace has gone and the other two players who are experienced and needed to step up but I just feel like they didn't gel, gel as a combination I'm not sure what was happening but I don't think that will be the combination com, um, the combination say if they make the foreign, I don't think you'd see Phoenix and Sulu together after the way they've played together the last five weeks. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Dion, congratulations on your recent appointment, promoted to head coach of the New Zealand men's team. Thank you. Getting ready for next month's Cadbury Series against the Silver Ferns, New Zealand A-side, New Zealand mixed team. How much preparation are you going to get in the lead-up? Yeah, so um, 35 trialists, so we go into camp um, this Saturday uh, in the morning in, in Auckland, and we will come out of that on Sunday after a couple of fairly solid days. Um, this is sort of for us. It's leading into that real um, high performance um, area where you know we're going to really um, teach the players what high performance actually is. You know, and, and to be at that level that they need to be at to compete against the world champs. Um, and then we will go into camp uh, probably four days. So we'll have two trainings a day. Um, we'll go into camp four days before the Cadbury Series. So it's, it's a pretty quick turnaround. Um, so I'll be looking for um, not the age of the players that I had uh, last year, but there's definitely um, the makings of a very, very solid um, and very experienced team um, come, to come out of this camp. And then six, there's six other spots also open to be in the mixed team. Yeah. I know that I know you've got quite a few Australian-based players, the likes of Junior Levy. Are all those guys available as well? Yes, they are, they are coming to trials. Um, Junior's not available for the Cadbury series. I'm actually not concerned about that. Like he obviously adds a lot on on and off the court. He's very professional. But you know we've got some other shooters there that um, that are more than capable of, of stepping into that role. Oh, 